0: Up next, C.J. Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.
3: You have all of these Wall Street bros who are just absolutely just moaning and groaning about how this is unfair, how this is market manipulation. And I'm just kind of like, I'm sorry, guys. At the end of the day, here's the deal. Wall Street does this type of thing every single day. They collude every single day. Hi, guys, I'm C.J. Pearson, and welcome to C.J. Pearson Uncensored episode 13. Teen. very very crazy week um, in terms of executive actions taken by president joe biden and and it's absolutely kind of mind-boggling to me right because for the past like what four years we saw democrats on the left call president trump a dictator almost every single day they would compare him to hitler they would compare him to mussolini and they would absolutely call him fascist and all of these other things but on day one of his presidency President Biden, made more than 17 executive orders. You didn't hear any backlash about that from the left. You didn't tell, you didn't hear people uh, in Congress like Nancy Pelosi saying that he can't govern with a pen and a phone. You didn't hear that at all because apparently rules just don't apply to Democrats, and we've seen that actually a lot—that theme a lot—being um, exemplified over the course of this presidency, even in the few short days of it. Right, we've just seen everything, even from the way that people are treated in the White House briefing room. The questions that Jen Psaki is getting a lot different than the ones Kaylee McEnany and Sarah Huckabee Sanders and even Sean Spicer feuded from the press, but. I guess that's just what we should expect, right? The media has never really been a fan of us, a fan of our values. We're a little bit too redneck for them, a little bit too deplorable for them, right? And so when it comes to showing tolerance to us, they can never do that. But when it comes to rolling out the red carpet for the Biden administration, they have done everything they could to do it. It's really, really sad. You know, but it's whatever. That's the reality. It is what it is. We knew these rules before we even got involved. Because that is how it has always been, and there is no indication that that will be changing. Uh, but also today is actually a really exciting day for other reasons. I don't know if you guys have been watching the stock market, but I have been watching it a lot closer than I have been. Probably, really ever, and it's all because of this crazy thing happening on this Wall Street, on this thread on Reddit called Wall Street Bets. Uh, basically, it's it's this incredibly like populist thing. It's like basically you have these hedge fund guys um, who are shorting these stocks, driving these stocks' share price into the ground. They're betting against stocks like uh, GameStop, betting against stops, like, this company called Naked, Nokia, Build-A-Bear, stocks that, obviously, there probably is a little bit of a reason to bet against, okay? Um, and they do it to make a lot of money, to really, seriously, make millions of dollars off of these trades, and someone on Reddit just had this random idea, I guess, they were like, let's, like, let's, let's fuck with them. Seriously, that was seriously what it came down to. They were like, "Let's mess with them," and and, and it's the most kind of most surreal but beautiful thing. I've really ever seen. It's like companies you obviously would never really buy stock in. Like no one before today was rushing to buy stocks in Nokia or Nokia or, you know, Naked or, you know, any of these like just really bad stocks. These are not stocks that you invest in if you're trying to plan for retirement or anything like that. Um, but these stocks have absolutely skyrocketed. So much so that I had to get in the game. Um, and I've, you know, I've dabbled with stocks in the past. I've had some safe stocks in my portfolio. And, and by the way, little disclaimer here. None of this is stock advice or anything like that. I'm not telling you what to buy. I'm not telling you what to sell. I'm just saying that this is interesting. So we're going to talk about it. Um, because it's like the this David and Goliath thing in the world. You have basically these everyday people, these common men and women like you and me, Basically all bonding together, coming together and saying that we're going to take on Wall Street. And it looks like we're winning. Like, guys, we've seen the Netflix price jump from, I think, or not Netflix, it's, uh... Uh, GameStop, I, it was trading in the low 10s, and now it's like, what I'm looking at right now is it's around $350. From what I saw, I've seen some investors in, in GameStop, this one guy, he was one of the largest uh, shareholders in GameStop, he invested $75 million into it. Um, He's a CEO of this company called Chewy. Uh, my dog, actually, um, is a big fan of Chewy. He had $75 million in, uh, in GameStop, and that turned into literally, like, three plus billion overnight just because of the crazy growth that stock experienced. Um, But for some reason, this is making Wall Street mad. And it's not for some reason. We know the reason. They're losing money because the common man and women are taking them on. That's what's happening. And I've got to say, I really don't feel bad for those people. I don't. Seriously. And what's interesting to me, though, actually for a few reasons, is that I think it's cool that we're all bonding together and everyone's just actually getting it on the stock market. Like, I have friends of mine who've never bought a stock, knew nothing about stocks, didn't know what Robinhood was until today. Who were texting me saying, ''CJ, how do I buy stocks? How do I make it happen?'' And I'm more than happy to help, of course, because it's like, seriously, guys, let's plan for our future. Let's build a legacy to to pass on. And that starts with building wealth and cultivating wealth. Um, But what I will say about these stocks, or that these are not the type of stocks, again, that you want to base your retirement around. These stocks are going to pop. They're going to hit the ground again. Um, So if you do decide to take advantage of the festivities, hop on the bandwagon, just be mindful of that uh before you decide to go all in if you're not going to be watching the market this may be something you want to sit out on uh for me guys i'm tell you i i literally have it on so many screens i have my robin hood account on like my laptop i have it on my tv i have it on my phone and you know what's interesting is that you know progressives and, and this is really unifying So i really don't want to make this partisan but i will say i think this is just this this is how swampy washington is right you know, you have progressives who constantly talk about how Wall Street is this big, bad beast, and, and a lot of people on the right would actually agree with you. Like, these people really don't care about the common men and women. They, they don't. It's just a reality. It's a fact of life. But you have the Biden administration saying they're monitoring, quote unquote, monitoring the situation uh, to see whether or not this is so-called market manipulation. As if like the people that are engaging this should be charged with a crime for doing exactly what these big hedge fund guys do every single day. They bet against the stock, they they trash the stock, the stock price plummets, and they make a ton of money on it because they bet it against the stock. What is the difference? When Americans, everyday Americans who just, I don't know, use social media decide, hey, we're going to build up Nokia, we're going to build up uh, GameStop, we're going to build up Bed Bath & Beyond, these heavily shorted stocks, and we're going to drive the price up. What is the difference between everyday Americans doing that and what the things that Wall Street people do every single day? What is the difference? There is no difference. The only difference is that those people donate millions of dollars into campaign coffers of people like Joe Biden and other people in Washington, like Mitch McConnell and so many more. uh, And we don't. That is the sole difference. It really just shows you that, unfortunately, not all the time this system is meant for people like you and me to win, uh, which is unfortunate. But I think we've shown uh, with what we saw today and yesterday that we can take on the system And we can indeed win. But, guys, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Biden's executive orders and what they're exactly targeting. And we'll hit on that up next.
0: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer
2: Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
3: Welcome back to the podcast, guys. So I talked a little bit about it earlier, but, you know, Joe Biden has been doing some pretty crazy stuff in terms of executive action um, over the course of recent days. Uh, and it's become it's come at almost no criticism uh, from the left at all. And it, it's ironic for a lot of reasons uh, I talked about it before. But for four years, Democrats called Donald Trump Hitler. They called him a dictator. They called him a strong man. They said that he was a demagogue who was giving using powers that didn't belong to the president. But now there, you've Biden doing all these executive actions and not a single bit of criticism is coming from this administration. Like just let's, let's go down some of these executive actions on day 1. Biden unilaterally decided to rejoin the World Health Organization. He unilaterally decided to rejoin the Paris Agreement on climate change. He unilaterally decided to end the Keystone Pipeline and, rev- and revoke the oil and gas development and national wildlife monuments. Uh, and he also said that he was going to impose a 100-day requirement for everyone to wear a mask on every single federal building and property, while his own administration, while his own press secretary, while he himself did not wear a mask as he was outside the Lincoln Memorial. And Jen Psaki certainly doesn't wear a mask every single day as she delivers the White House press briefing, which is literally in the White House, which last time I checked is indeed federal property. So, you know, rules for us, not rules for them. Um, He revoked uh, President Trump's plan to exclude non-citizens from the census, which is going to lead to illegal immigrants being counted in the census, which is going to affect the apportionment of congressional resources, which is going to affect uh, the apportionment of congressional representation. All of these things are going to be impacted by the census. You reimpose protections for the Dreamers program. This is someone who for four years said that Donald Trump was abusing the powers of the presidency, but in just a few days has shown us that he will do that time and again. Uh, And it really just shows the absolute scurry for power happening in Washington right now by everyone on the left and the right uh, in the establishment um, who are eager to ensure that something like Donald Trump never happens again. They don't want to be pushed out of power again like they were for four years. They want to be able to screw you and I unilaterally as much as they want as they please. And that also means by imposing these ridiculous executive actions whenever they want. But thankfully... President Trump had the foresight um, to appoint all of his conservative judges to the judiciary. We just have to have the courage and the conviction and also the urge, or I guess not even really the urge, but the willingness to use the powers we have as American citizens to sue the Biden administration when they do ridiculous things like this, when they abuse the power of the presidency. You know, last time I checked, and, and guys, I, you know, maybe I had a good social studies teacher, but when I was in the eighth grade, I took Georgia history, but even a little bit before that in elementary school, when I was just learning about the fact that there are three branches of government, last time I checked, I thought it was the function of Congress to make laws, right? I thought it was their role to make laws, not the presidency, uh, the president unilaterally or anything like that, not the executive branch, but the legislative branch. Now, I don't know where Joe Biden took civics. He can't really even remember his name. So I doubt he really remembers what was going on in his high school government class. But if he needs a refresher, I'm sure there are many people who would be more than willing to provide it for him. And I also think there's also a cool video on Schoolhouse Rock um, that he should really listen to. Actually, I'm going to play that for you guys right here. Can we can we play Schoolhouse Rock? Can we play it?
4: Oh, but it looks like I'm going to live now. I go to the House of Representatives and they vote
3: on me. If they vote yes, what happens? Then I go to the Senate and the whole thing starts all over again. Oh,
6: no. Oh, yes.
3: And so, guys, as you can hear, the process of how a bill becomes a law is pretty straightforward. And I feel as if Joe Biden's the type of guy who really loves... Cute little jingles like that, um, and so if he, I think I think he'll actually remember that one. So guys, definitely check that out. Send it to your liberal friends because apparently they seem to have forgotten how a bill becomes a law. Um, but seriously, guys, this is the next four years. This is the roadmap, and we've got to use our courts. We got to use our courts. We've already seen uh, what that has done for us in states like Texas. A federal judge actually halted uh, Biden's plan to halt uh, deportations. He basically said you can't do that, and Good for him. You know, this, is, this was the reason that it was so important for us to appoint all these originalist judges um, who aren't judicial activists, but who are actually legislating based on what the law says. The laws that were passed by Congress and also what the Constitution says. They're not just making up as they go, just willy-nilly. Um, but people who read the Constitution, interpret it as it is written and say, well, this is good or this is not good. That was the purpose of ensuring that, uh, I think I saw a statistic, I think one-third of the judiciary right now is our Trump appointments. Uh, And and that's a big deal. That's, like, unprecedented. And, of course, you know, we still maintain the Supreme Court, which is a huge thing, and I think will definitely be a tool uh, in in the years ahead, especially as we see, um, which just seems as if to be blatant lawlessness uh, from the Biden administration, even in its early days. Uh, so use the courts. Thank you, President Trump, for that. Uh, we're gonna need a lot more of that to come, uh, and because, like I said, guys, it's just it's just getting started. It's just getting started. But guys, really, on the other news, so also too, we saw one of, the, one of the executive orders that really irked me the most was this executive order that actually requires. Schools to allow transgender athletes to play women's sports. So if you're a biological man and you decide, well, I'm going to be a woman today. You can compete in women's track, women's basketball, women's wrestling. Is there women's wrestling? I don't know. I don't think there is. Softball, all those things. And they can't do anything about it. And apparently, if they do try to prevent you from doing such a thing, that puts them at risk of losing federal funding. And I will tell you, as someone who went to public school um, all four years of high school and well, all throughout my academic career, um... Every decision at the public school level was made based on funding. No school system is going to risk. Um, no public school system is going to risk losing federal dollars just to make a point or stand up for our values. It's just a reality of it is. and It's a, a sad reality, but it is just, frankly, just the reality. And what's crazy about me is I I tweeted earlier this week. I said, men should not play women's sports. And that shouldn't be profound. But for some reason in 2021, it is. Uh, and that's unsettling to me for a lot of reasons because it's it's interesting as well, though, at the same time, because you have these people who claim to be so pro women, right? They love women, they say Republicans hate women. Uh, but here they are saying that men, let's just be real, men can go and be just dominate female sports, and we're just just supposed to let it happen and just be okay with it, right? Like we're just supposed to sit oddly by is you have some Usain Bolt who becomes Bolt, and now she is doing women's track, and that's just supposed to make sense. That's just supposed to be, wow, the times are changing. Like, there are some things you can say, okay, the times are changing, whatever. Like, we just need to accept it. We need to grow. We need to evolve. This is not one of those things. Women should not, like, have to compete against biological men in their sports. If that was the case, we would just have unisex sports. And we don't have that. And so maybe that maybe that's a solution though. Like, if, if men and women do wanna compete against each other, if biological men and women wanna compete against each other, have those leagues, start those leagues, do that, whatever. But this entire idea that you're letting transgender people play against other people, and it, it, it defies science, number one, because biologically, let's just be real here, we know that there are biological differences between men and women that make men more apt at certain activities and women more apt at others, right? And so it's just one of those things. It just doesn't make sense. It's this. It's the lunacy of the times in which we live. Uh, and I'm frankly over it. I'm. I'm. I'm also over pretending that this is just normal and okay, and we should just sit idly by out, out of fear of being called transphobic or bigoted or whatever, because we know we're not that, and that's just a fact. So moving along, moving on. That's what's happening in the Biden administration today. And again, I said this last week. This is who these people voted for. I'm going to let them do them. More on this after the break.
5: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo
4: Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning.
1: Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot.
3: Welcome back guys. So I know that we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, but I I really can't get over this stock stuff. I I seriously cannot get over this stock stuff. I'm absolutely just captivated by it because it's like the most interesting thing in the world. These people like we're literally rebelling against this system here and basically just saying like, wow, like we're going to do our own thing and we're going to run the table. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you a little dirty little secret. I'm going to tell you a little dirty little secret. I agreed with AOC today. Like, seriously, I agree with AOC today. And it's because she made a really interesting point. A point that's been echoed by people like Charles Payne at Fox News, which I also found really interesting. First of all,
6: all of this nonsense, all of this noise, all of this whining by Wall Street, it's making me sick. of GameStop was short. I didn't hear one person on TV complaining about Wall Street trying to crush GameStop. 140% short. I told my subscribers, buy this stock, and they made a fortune. I also told them to buy Virgin Space, uh, Virgin. We took profits on that today. Fizz, that's up huge. Tangers is up huge. Neil, you can't allow Wall Street to short 75% of a stock, and nobody says anything crush these companies into the dirt and then when the individual investor makes money everyone's up in arms. Oh, if they're going to lose their shirt. Don't you think people are trading, If they traded 80 billion shares today. People are ringing a register. I have a kid who bought a house. He had he made $50,000 and bought a house. So yes, yeah, some people are going to lose and some are going to win, but if you want to if they want to change the rules of the game now because the general public is making money after decades of the shorts crushing thousands of stocks into the dirt. I have watched stocks being crushed completely to zero, uh, and no one ever whispered anything because those stocks didn't have Wall Street sponsorship. They were small names. Maybe they went public through a reverse takeover. Whatever it was, the shorts have had their way with the market for decades. No one's ever complained about it. So I am thrilled if you were going to try to destroy a company by shorting 140% of a stock, you have to accept the fact
3: that individual investors are playing the same game that you're playing, and now you're losing. Because of the fact that you have all of these Wall Street bros, all of these Wall Street bros and nothing against Wall Street bros, whatever. Love the Wall Street bros. Um, no, I don't. Whatever. But anyways, the point is you have all these Wall Street bros who are just absolutely just moaning and groaning about how this is unfair, how this is wrong, how this isn't okay, how this is market manipulation. And I'm just kind of like, well, I'm sorry, guys. At the end of the day, here's the deal. Wall Street does this type of thing every single day. They collude every single day. The SEC might not do anything about it, or you might not hear about it in the mainstream media or anything like this, but this is what they do. This is their business model. This is the way that they make money, right? And so, well, AFC had a really, really interesting tweet about this, which honestly, I really appreciated uh, and, and, I, and I agreed with it a lot. Uh, She said, God admit, it's really something to see Wall Street with a long history of treating our economy as a casino complain about a message board of posters also treating the market as a casino. And that cannot be that cannot be a fair point. And it's just one of those things where it's like you have to realize that at the end of the day, Wall Street does this kind of thing every single day. That's just reality. And so honestly, I don't feel bad for any of them. You shouldn't feel bad for any of them. Guys, get on this action. Again, disclosure. Um, I'm not a stockbroker, license, whatever. Um, so don't take stock advice from me. But definitely check it out if you haven't already. It's a really cool thing. Uh, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Talk soon. Hey, guys. CJ Pearson here. Join us right here on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts for the same hard-hitting truth. Because we'll never stop fighting for you. Right here on C.J. Pearson Uncensored.
0: C.J. Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.
1: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
4: For years, and I really like it.